Hi, I flick a day. It's me, Alan Smith. We'll be booking stories for the day's Prison Journal on uh, Monday, April the 4th. So, um, apologies, I missed out uh, Saturday together. I was home for our holidays, but um, we had folk on a boot on Saturday and never got a chance to get it done. But there was a couple of stories I'll, I'll be adding to the day's lot here. But anyway, front page of the paper today is um, what's about, about Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine horror is 410 civilians are massacred, this front page. So, uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson last night condemned Russia's despicable attacks on civilians as 410 bodies were found in uh, Kiev area towns um, that were recently retaken by Russian forces. <clears throat> Mr Johnson said the UK will, na- will not rest until justice is served after Ukraine's Prosecutor General Irina uh, Venediktova revealed the grim death toll in the small city of Bucha uh, in the Kiev suburb of Irpin. Uh, the Ukrainian president's spokesman, Sergei uh, Nikiforov, added, We found mass graves. We found people with their hands uh, and their legs tied up and with shots, bullet holes in the back of their head. They were clearly civilians and they were executed. Um, we found half-burned bodies if somebody tried to hide their crimes. Um, the president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, said this is genocide. Uh, the discoveries followed the Russian retreat from the area around Kiev, territory that has seen heavy fighting since troops invaded Ukraine from three directions on February 24th. Um, uh, Russia's defence ministry claimed photos of the bodies had been staged. Man, it's so well, as you would expect them to say, but there's obviously more and more of this coming out now and they're expecting worse to, to come, unfortunately. So, um, you know, just another thing to add to the list for uh, Russia to be accountable for, I would think. But uh, they're absolutely atrocious um, things happening here. Now, here is a man who has been fined um, over threat to burn down City Pub. So, a man whose jocular karaoke dance routine saw him thrown out in an Aberdeen pub to tell police he would burn down the bar. Um, money, um, if I was 50, was out celebrating his birthday with family and friends at Wilson's Sports Bar when he was ejected for dancing exuberantly to the music for the karaoke machine. Uh, when the bobbies arrived and arrested him, he told them he would find out where they lived and burn down their houses. Um, Aberdeen Sheriff Court held that the man then shouted he was also going to burn down Wilson's. Uh, his solicitor told the court that the man had been enjoying the karaoke if he was asked to leave the pub due to his jocular dancing. Um, and the man wants a drainage company. He pled guilty to assaulting a police constable and acting in a threatening or abusive manager, uh, manner towards officers at the Wilson Sports Bar. Um, so he... Well, the long and short of it was he had a big who have the bobies, staff with him outside, he had a big long who have the bobies, pushed a bobby on the road, and then mere bobies come, so you're never going to win in that situation. Anyway, he, um, he was uh, fined uh, uh, no, £940, so he will uh, <laughs> think twice before he does only mere jocular dancing, I would think, but um, he just thought he was being funny. Obviously, a lot of that folk didn't, so no luck. Or he'll have to brush up his dancing routine, I think. It's maybe not as good as he thought it was. Now, <clears throat> here is a reliving a bygone age of travel. So, a spectacular selection of gleaming vintage cars swept through Aberdeenshire and the Heelands on their way to finish a three-day endurance rally. In its 12th year, the Flying Scotsman Classic Car event was on the final leg of its three-day race. The rally is only for vintage cars, and this year began in Northumberland. 
a motorist spent the night in St Andrews before travelling through the Cairngorms National Park to Aviemore on day two. Uh, yesterday's final leg included a much less direct route to Glen Eagles Hotel where motorists enjoyed post-event celebrations. <laughs> oh, I bet they did. Um, beforehand, Nick Reeves, Deputy Clerk of the Flying Scotsman Corps, said we've done an awful lot of preparation for this event which seems to have gone for on forever, but we're now at the point where we are ready to go, which will be our relief. We've a bumper entry of 94 cars, which is great, and we have something for everybody. We've got some lovely open roads, scenic routes alongside rivers, particularly, and particularly going over the top of the Cairna Mount, there are going to be some stunning views. Uh, no matter fit the weather is, so I think everybody's really going to enjoy themselves. There's a helicopter pictures and uh, Al Karsner, some absolute boskers um, going on about here, so I'll bet if you was uh, lucky enough to be, you know, see them passing by, if you if you bide that route to be the... Um, are here all day uh, watching all these and, um, you know, absolutely fantastic for them to be doing this. And, uh, you know, good on them for getting out of care and I'm out looking at some of them. But, well, obviously I made it, I think. Or, um, there's no word on me hanging out and push, but well done. They hear a lot of them. Excellent stuff. Uh, it'd be an absolute sight to see. Now, here is a kind uh, quine for his head. I uh, uh, did a hair razor for sick children, so kind cases, hair razor for sick children's headline. A nine-year-old Quine Fiberdeen has raised more than a thousand pounds in just 20 days by getting her extremely long hair um, cut, and it was her first cut for two years. So Casey May Wells has never had more than half an inch, uh, no, sorry, more than an inch and a half cut off her hair before, but on Friday she said goodbye to a massive 18 inches of her gorgeous locks. The youngster has given her hair to the little princess Trust, uh, Trust as well as the £1,120 that she raised. Uh, she and her mom are hoping that we'll give a child, a young person, the chance to have a real hair wig. Um, she, so she just says, um, she was looking forward to the big day. She says, I really wanted to get my hair cut, but I thought instead of just getting my hair cut for myself, why not do it for a good reason? So her mom had dealt her for the little, uh, little Princess Trust was about, and, you know, for, for the day. So she was very happy to do that. So, um, well, well done to her. And can then hang against ginger folk. <laughs> if it wasn't ginger, I mean, if... Uh, Snuffled up for a wig to myself, but it, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't suit me. I think I'm a um, kind of well, it's a lot more salt and pepper now, but it's like not so much pepper, a lot more salt now, but never mind. But anyway, well done to ask when to raise that money and um, you know, get to that uh, charity. It's fantastic stuff, good owner. Now, just a few snippets on this day, um, because there's quite a lot of stuff happening this day and years gone by. So, in 15 81, England's Queen Elizabeth I, it, uh, that's the first thing, no, no, that's in its own news, so, so she's been on the throne a long time, but not as long as that. Um, anyway, Queen Elizabeth I knighted Francis Drake on his ship Golden Hind at Detford after he completed his circumnavigation of the world. In 1915, blues singer Muddy Waters uh, was born in Roland Fork, Mississippi, uh, as McKinley Morganfield. In 1949, 11 countries signed the North Atlantic Treaty in Washington. In 1958, the first protest march by CND left Hyde Park, London, for uh, Aldermaston in Berkshire. Now, in 1964, listen to this now, the Beatles held the first five places in the US singles chart with Can't Buy Me Love, Twist and Shout, She Loves Me, She Loves You, <laughs> oh, well, I Want to Hold Your Hand, and Please Please Me. That's just someone else, is it? Um... 1968, Martin Luther King, the civil rights leader, was shot dead in Memphis, Tennessee, by James Earl Ray. 1981, Bob Champion, who had conquered cancer, won the Grand National on Aldeniti, who had recovered from tendon problems and a broken hawk. 
So, want daar op dit moment had het zo mis had. Um, 1988, very useful if you're in a pub quiz all the time soon. Now, uh, just a couple of wee stories that I set at this paper. I was uh, planning to get, say one anyway, of them anyway. On um, one of the pages is Holyrood overrules on flats. So student flats plans unanimously rejected by Aberdeen City Council have been approved by the Scottish Government. So this is um, councillors refused an application to transform the seven-storey Hilton Garden Inn on St Andrew Street into accommodation for more than 100 students in December. Uh, but Holyrood officials have revived the scheme. The Neighbours who would share a, commun- a communal courtyard with the students are concerned. <laughs> well, I can't really blame them, but, you know, uh, ah, joking aside, it's better than a place sitting empty because it's ne- never going to be a hotel again. So, and that did make me feel very ill because um, I can't even have an open that long. So, I was, uh, me and my wife was at the opening of this thing um, as guests at a local radio station. And, um, a very good night was had by all, but um, anyway, it's going to be in for the students now, which makes sense, just around the corner of your seat. And um, also, in Saturday's paper, there was a wee bit about the Grampian Transport Museum. They've got the Hillica new cars in, ready for uh, the new season, and my old colleague, uh, Ross, is a gaffer here now, and uh, they were just in saying they've got um, some, uh, f- uh, you know, fancy cars that loaned to them for the for the Queen's uh, garage, uh, for like Ian's for 19... 19- 40s and 50s and maybe a 4 at even but um, Ian said some of the old King George's had driven about and um, a snowmobile that George Clooney used in some film so they fairly got a hell of a fancy stuff and uh, if you went to Gang and Seat you can at the uh, Grampian Transport Museum um, so yeah that was just a couple of things that I set up this paper that I had kind of missed out but I was uh, quite keen to mention so uh, now I have now just finish up with sport as normal and the back page of the paper today is a ref not to blame for poor results is uh, Johnny Hayes and uh, uh, Aberdeen defender Johnny Hayes insists referee John Beaton is not the reason for dropping points in Dundee uh, boss Jim Goodwin was frustrated at a call by Whistler Beaton in the build up to Dundee's first goal in the 2-2 draw but I think um, it's kind of clutching its straws it's um, you know it is what it is they've had um, ample chances to win the game I think we listened to it but they just couldn't quite mark it so um, 2-2 it was and it marks the last game a very very you know nerve-wracking affair but we'll see if it happens with it uh, come on Everdeen now that's me done for the announcement we put a series of today's paper on Monday April 4th 2022 and a couple of things that I set up this paper for the uh, 2nd April but um, anyway a very miserable day of Everdeen today we started off not too bad in the morning, but it got progressively worse and it was just ended up mochy and very drizzly and uh, negative regrets for taking the doggo tonight. But anyway, he'll have to go. So um, anyway, that's um, everybody's today very, very miserable. Um, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, it'd be great if you could tell a pal. It doesn't matter if uh, the Biden Aberdeen or Adelaide or anyway in a tween. Um, just let him ken about Edoric Express and if they can must uh, maybe log in noon again that would just be great um, so as I say thank you very much cheers now to loop.
the constitution stick to both the rules of them. Wall field, bell field, man, a field and pan field. Hearts of local stories that you believe in and hear. 